Sustainable Journalism and Preserving the Fourth Estate. It's a special edition of the Perception Podcast featuring the host of New Mexico in Focus, Gene Grant. dedicating some of our bandwidth to provide insight about the upcoming New Mexico First Forum, Sustainable Journalism, Preserving the Fourth Estate. Today, we have the chance to speak with moderator of the discussion, Gene Grant. The role of moderator is a familiar role for Gene, as he's the host of the state's leading public affairs program, New Mexico in Focus, on KME Channel 5, New Mexico PBS, each Friday night. Welcome, Gene. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Uh, share with us a little bit about your background. Uh, what was your journey uh, to get you to this particular point? Great question. I started in radio, actually, in the radio news business, in news talk in Boston, Massachusetts. As a young guy in my early 20s, I had the great fortune to work at WBZ uh, in Boston, one of the big original 12 stations back there, big 50,000-watt news talk station. The reason I bring that up is that's where I learned a lot of my grounding for the discussion we're going to have today and also at the forum about the news media. And it was a Group W Westinghouse station at the time with a big nationwide news operation. Got to sit at the feet of a lot of old timers and really learn the trade and uh, a lot of the do's and don'ts of media. But again, a lot of the footing, the solid footing about that. So when I moved to Albuquerque, <clears throat> I stayed in the radio business for a little bit in satellite radio, but then went to print, uh, working for the old Albuquerque Tribune and then the Journal as a columnist uh, for a number of years before the show that you mentioned, New Mexico in Focus. So being able to see the business from a radio news gathering you know, on the streets, working with reporters to get stories, you know, done and on air really quickly and quick turns around, turn around real fast, major market stuff to here spreading out a little bit and doing more public affairs. I feel like I can, you know, have a, a fairly broad look at these kind of things. And that preservation of that fourth estate is such a critical element of it. And, and I want to talk more about that, too. At the, at the, I'm excited for the forum, actually, to <laughs> really dig into this. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad as the person who's helping to put together the forum, I'm really glad that you were the moderator for the event. I think it's quite fitting. And for mm -hmm. our listeners, mm -hmm. uh, in case you hear vehicles passing, we are on the veranda of the Garrity Group Public Relations, mm -hmm. also known as the Back Porch. And so sometimes there are vehicles that will pass by the construction project, so that's that, that explains the background noise. Mm -hmm. um, on your show, mm -hmm. uh, you regularly have journalists. Uh, why are you passionate about journalism? I trust them. I trust journalists. I trust their mission. I trust the reason why people get into journalism. They there's, you know, certain types of personalities are drawn to journalism. They're truth tellers. They're, um, they don't like, they don't like uh, injustice. They like justice, and generally speaking, I mean, there's a lot of impulses that come with wanting to be a journalist that I think should be honored and should be noted out there in the public. I think a lot of times you look at the polling and where journalists fall in the, in the public perception, it's just not as high as it should be in my view. And I think for me, part of my goal on the show is to show folks at home what journalism is about, really kind of dig under the skin of it a little bit. It's not the finished product in the newspaper or on the television show or a radio broadcast or a podcast. It's really that grinding work that we don't see, that, that will to do it, to find the truth and endlessly get after these kind of things. This is precious stuff to me, and, and I hope that doesn't sound over the top, but I, I really find it, you know, in, 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 a, in, a, in a society that needs in well, let me bring society's too broad in a city where we're standing right here 
we need journalism more than ever right now. We're going through a lot of change in Albuquerque, a lot of change in New Mexico. Journalism is part of that. We need to expose truths here. We need to expose bad things here. As uncomfortable as that might be, journalists are the other ones to do that. No one's going to bring these kind of things to the public's attention on their own. <laughs> They're not going to volunteer this kind of information. So that role is just critical, and I, I want to highlight that on the show always. So uh, the conversation of a free press, mm-hmm. um, kind of address again, why do you think that's important? A free press is the only press. You know, we've got a press is always under attack in this regard. You know, that fight to stay free is a never-ending situation. Look, folks have motivations, you know, elected folk, moneyed folk, business folk, whoever they might be. They've got their own motivations to do things. Well, we have ours as journalists. There are reasons we exist and the reasons we're part of the mix, the societal mix. And so for me, you know, being free to do that, embracing that word free and that freedom, that is the sign of a free and democratic society. If, the, if freedom of the press goes, everything else falls like dominoes afterwards. It all goes downhill after that. That's why press freedom, to me, is the number one issue when it comes to a free and democratic society. That's what I want to get across during the forum as well. Hopefully we can get to that kind of conversation. I know we will. That's for sure. You know, uh, there are a lot of misperceptions about the media, right? Uh, and uh, I'm sure you have a chance to hear it from your, the journalists that you have uh, the opportunity to speak to. What are some of the more um, rampant misperceptions? I think I think the biggest one for me that that I find upsetting is that people have an agenda. That journalists have an agenda walking in the door. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to the level of being a certain kind of a journalist in a certain kind of place. Not saying that may not happen in certain areas. But from my point of view, when I watch our local journalism core, journalist core here in New Mexico, I don't see a whole lot of agendas walking in the door. I, I see people who are open-hearted, open-minded, and they're just looking to get the truth. They're not looking to get their side of the story across. They're looking to get to the truth. That perception that journalists somehow are faking things to fit some kind of criteria that they might have politically is very upsetting to me. I really find that just not a good thing. I'm not sure how we beat that perception back. All I know is we have to try because it's very unfair to journalism. If you step back from it, you'd see that it just doesn't happen because we do honestly kind of check each other here in the fourth estate. You know, no one journalist has one issue area to themselves. <laughs> so it's impossible to spin any kind of situation just for that man or woman's, you know, pleasure. We, we kind of check each other up a little bit. So that would be the number one thing for me, that perception that there's a bias walking in the door that somehow they want to foster out of the public's perception. I, I don't buy it. I don't go there. You know, that plays right into uh, next topic, which is, uh, you know, part of our scientific seven-year Garrity Perception Survey. Uh, we monitor use and trust of media where, uh, you know, those are some of the regular things that we would continue to survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are using digital me- media sources to access news. Uh, but uh, on that same level, a lot of folks don't trust what they're reading online. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, how, how do you how do organizations, how do reporters really build that trust? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I've got to think two things. 
the first is I think we could be better at being a little more transparent about our process, about the journalistic process. I think I think folks, once they connect the dots of how this actually works, this game, even down to the research part, down to the interviewing part, down to the, you know, sitting down with, in, in your shop with editors and trying to figure out the angle, trying to figure out, you know, what are we missing here? What do we still need to find? That process, a lot of truth comes out in the process. You don't go in feeling you got the story licked. It just sort of comes as you go through that process. Mm-hmm. So I think opening up that to the public might help that perception a little bit more. It's not just this miraculous thing shows up in the paper on Tuesday morning. And we're all like, oh, you know, you know, how did that get there? That the, the second thing probably could be from I would like to have folks from the political side and maybe the business side as well speak to the process of how they've gone through the process of working with the press. I know a lot of politicians that that work with the press all the time, and they can tell you straight up that, you know, they feel they're very fairly treated. They feel like they understand what's going on. Whatever the public thinks, that's a whole different story. But for them, they don't have a whole lot of complaint about it. They feel like they're getting a pretty good, you know, ride out of all of this. And they, and they feel like the press is doing a pretty decent job. Perhaps if the people that are the uh, recipients, if that's the word, <laughs> of the press's work could speak to this a little bit, that might help that perception as well. But I think the biggest one is transparency. Yeah, I think that's gold. You know, when you talk about, you know, people understanding the process, they have to know what the process is. That's right. And so I think those are great points that you bring up. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the PR industry, uh, which is an industry that I'm in uh, today, was negatively branded when people would call spokespeople spin doctors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And more recently, news media are also facing a similar kind of negative branding attack with the term fake news. Um, Any way to combat that? That's a hard one. We're going to have to outlive that one, I think. I think it's Going to long, that's going to stick around for a little bit, and we're going to have to prove our way out of it, so to speak. I mean, it's easy to say anything is fake, anything. It's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a period of time where we're going to have to deal with it. It's a challenge. Um, I think if we, if we back up as an industry, maybe a step, kind of peel back that word a little bit. Like, what do people perceive when they hear that word fake? What does that actually really mean to them? Are they, how are they being misled? How are they being, you know, really try to understand from the reader's end or the listener's end or the viewer's end how they perceive this idea of fake. Because there's no way to come back people calling something fake. There's nothing we're going to be able to do with that. That's an easy charge that I think is a low-level charge that I think eventually over time folks will understand does not have a lot of merit once they understand you know, how we do our thing, why we do our thing. I, I think we can get past it. I really do. I think we can honestly get past this. It's just a period we're going to have to slog through. It's popular right now. It's a bucket to easily just throw a lot of things into and not have to think about it. If we make people back up a little bit and think about it, I think we could be okay on this fake news thing. But it's going to take some time. Why should people consider coming and listening to the dialogue, uh, which is, by the way, I think going to be very dynamic? I think it's a great opportunity. If I was, if I was, how do I put this? I, before I was in the news business, I was a news nerd. And I used to love to go to forums and such like this when I was a super young guy back in Boston. I found them very interesting to hear uh, news people talk outside their quote-unquote and finger quotes voice, outside their TV voice, and just hear them be observational, hear, you know, hear how they take in information. 
I found those kind of things thrilling. I think this forum is at a very high level when you look at it from a New Mexico statewide. It's why you guys do what you do. It's a statewide deal, and it's wonderfully so. The panel's going to be a great representation of journalism from around New Mexico, and I think this is a brilliant opportunity to hear a lot of different perspectives. It's a much different deal to collect news out in grants than it is in Silver City, than in Albuquerque, than in Santa Fe. But there's a lot of similarities, too. And I think we can all learn together from forums like this. This is one of those really brilliant opportunities, I think, for the public to really up the ante on their own knowledge about how this news business works. Because honestly, honestly, Tom, I I I teach a continuing ed course at UNM about about, uh, the news business and how to watch it kind of a news literacy kind of a, of a deal, how to, you know, broaden your range of news sources, how to put all that together to come out with your own opinion, all that kind of thing. This feels like a, like a really high-level, shortened version of a, of a course like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? This forum. I, I think it's a brilliant opportunity. I would be all over it if I was in the public and just being young Gene. I would be like, I'd be like, oh, my God, I, I'm so there. It, you know, this, was, this is one of those deals. So especially I would uh, encourage folks, if they know a young person in their life, who has a leaning towards the news business. If they're going and thinking about school choices, if they're thinking about college choices, if they're thinking about the news business, journalism as a career, this is a brilliant opportunity, a, an absolutely brilliant opportunity. And the thing about the news business is you don't have to be young to get in it. You can get in it at, a, at any kind of life. It's, a, it's not a bad game to get into it a little bit mature, as they say. Uh, anyone who wants to, who has an idea about maybe contributing from their end of the world from the blogosphere, why not? Pick up some tips, pick up some habits and ways of life and ways of thinking from real journalists. Let that infect sort of your way of seeing the world. We want you in the game, too, so you know what I mean? It's a great opportunity. It depends on how you look at the opportunity, but it's a great opportunity, I think, for a lot of different angles. Yeah. Thank you, Gene Grant, for your time today. Gene is the host of New Mexico PBS's New Mexico in Focus. Gene, how can people reach you? I'm home. I feel comfy on Facebook. You can always get me there. Twitter, not so much. I'm there, but not quite so active. But Facebook's a good way to get a hold of me, for real. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Friday, June 6th, 5.30 p.m. at the University of New Mexico. Purchase tickets online at nmfirst.com. This concludes the Perception Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Tom Garrity. Links to learn more about the event and our guest, as well as the phone number for KNME, can be found in the show notes. Be sure to visit aboutperception.com for more podcasts just like this.